Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is part one of the full live-streamed show from July. This is our 0.4 episode for our fifth season while we prepare to launch a new season in the time of Corona. This episode features the talents of Ansel Birch, Ben McCauley, Ellen DeSitter, Jared McDerris, Carolyn Blake, Kat Evans, Michael Jackowitz, and Rachel Grundigluski. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Listeners and viewers, please put your hands together, even though we can't hear you, for the comedy show with a podcasting habit, Starlight Radio Dreams! Recorded live in my study in Chicago, Illinois, tonight's serials are Public Domain Adventure Team, All the Time in the War of the Worlds, as well as the pilot episode of our brand new serial, Zootheosis! Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I've missed you, or at least I've missed seeing your names on the side of the screen as you trust me to read your comments very quickly. It's Jantemuary 50th, and as we all know, it's the time of year when we all spread most of our time, spend most of our time, avoiding the people that we don't live with. I'm kidding, of course. This year has certainly been one for breaking with traditions. That's why Shirley and I are celebrating Halloween next week, and happy hour has become a movable hour which occurs most of the day. Traditions are comforting, though. Trust me, I'm old. Even my bodily functions are ruled by tradition. So, if I can overcome my traditional desire to shake the hands of everyone I meet on Saskatchewan Day on Monday, so can you. This has been a public service announcement. Now, I do need to address the elephant in the room. The world is very different than it was when we last spoke in May. We here at Starlight Radio Dreams care about you. All of you. And we think that you all deserve to be treated well and to be given a world where you can uh, prosper fairly. In the interest of making sure that we can always stand behind that statement, we are going to be watching our language, checking our privileges, and using this platform that we've built to model the world that we want to see. We promise it's still going to be really funny. Like, um... Comedy. In a less serious note, here in Chicago, and indeed must much of the country, while all of us humans are busily staying indoors, the cicadas are giving it their all in what I'm told is known to the professional entomological world as the world's most annoying booty call. Earth is like that. It has a rhythm and cycles, and one of them is featured here in the return of a hero who may seem familiar to all of you. Captain World! After 500 years, I, Mother Earth, have awakened to find the planet in desperate need of aid. To humanity, I sent the five rings of the elements, whose powers may combine to summon my greatest champion, Captain World. This is Captain World and the World Aeneas, Episode 5. Sludgeco slips up. Thanks for that rainstorm, Janice. I thought the whole forest might burn down. Yeah, thanks a lot. I had to think fast, Kate. Sorry about your new dress. Next time, I'll put out the flames with my ring of fire. Careful, Joey. We can't risk harming any living thing with our powers. I know. I know. Look out, behind the trees. What's that? Ah, foolish.
fish world in ears with my giant sludge titan. I'll grind you all into dust. Don't worry. I'll rust that titan's joints with another monsoon. No more water. Oh, right. I think it might be time to call in the big guns. I agree. World in ears, unite! Earth! Fire! Wind! Water! Chicago-style deep-dish pizza! With your powers combined, I am Captain World! No, not Captain World! Great to see you, World and Ears! Now, what say we shake things up a bit? Whoa! Whoa! This earthquake must be a 3.5 on the Richter scale! 3.5? But I've never done more than a 2.2. It's not a competition, Burton. Yeah, I know, but... yeah. My gyroscopes are too powerful for you, Captain! She's still standing! I can see that, Joey. I was just trying to help. You can help best by watching and learning, son. Oh... okay... Looks like I'm gonna have to go full Avatar state! Wow, he's surrounded by rocks! Flames, winds, waters, and pepperoni! He's unstoppable! Fire! Your lasers can't break through my rocks, Dr. Plague! But you can't knock me down, either! We'll see about that! Mach 5 wins! Whoa! Grab on to something! Take my hand! Give us a little warning, Captain World! 3.9 Earthquake! 3.9? It's not a competition, Burton. Although, if it were, I would win. Captain, that apartment building's collapsing! Don't worry, little Joey. That's just some slumlord's tenement full of drug addicts and gang members. What the fuck? I'm still standing, Captain. Damn! And it'll take hours to rust your joints with Janice's pathetic water power. Jesus, how was that called for, Captain World? You leave me no choice. Triple layer cheese! <laughs> Mission accomplished. I kind of feel like Scott could have done that himself. You're welcome, World and Ears. And just remember, every time you fail, you can call out for Captain Wayne! All right, gang. Time to take Dr. Plague into custody. She's dead. Oh. Sue, here's a wacky idea. How do you all feel about maybe not summoning Captain World again? Ever? I mean, I don't hate it. All in favor? Aye! Great teamwork, gang. Mother Earth is so proud of you, Worldineers. You have learned the most valuable lesson of all. Saving the planet depends on teamwork, not giving all your power to some dick. Hooray! Hooray! I'm gonna contact emergency services to help with that apartment building. Hooray! Next time on The Worldineers. Well, uh, I don't know about all of you, but that reminded me quite a bit of some of the shows that Devin used to watch when she was a child. 
One in particular, but definitely some others at the same time. Now, I have a bit of an admission to up for all of you. I've gotten into a very strange hobby lately. Maybe some of you can relate. I've been really sorting my uh, recycling. Has anyone else gotten very excited about recycling lately? I Maybe it's because everything else is on fire, but it feels like I'm making slightly more of an impact if I break down the bean cans from Archimedes cat food cans from the cans that the condensed milk comes in. Am I maybe overdoing it? Tell me in the chat. Regardless, recycling is important, and in the 21st century, it's become normal. Thank goodness, because my, did we take a long time to get used to the idea of breaking apart things into two different trash cans. So, if you're like me and recycling feels incredibly normal, then this next piece will probably continue with that feeling. This is Everyone, Everyone is Normal. And now we return with the thrilling, dramatic conclusion of this week's brand new episode of Everyone is Normal Except One of Them is a Weird Old Prospector Guy. I cannot wait for my tax refund. Got plans for the extra cash? Yeah, I've been thinking about adopting a dog. Are you sure about that? I can take care of a dog. I grew up in a house full of them. It's not that. I think we're both concerned with your current financial situation. Raising a dog is more expensive than you would think. You're only working two days a week, and are always borrowing money from your parents. I already budgeted it out, and if I save up my return money, I would have enough to get a rescue dog and care for it for about a year. What happens if the dog needs to see a vet, or you have an emergency and need to dip into your dog funds? I can always pick up more hours. Why are you so opposed to me getting a pet? We've just seen how you are with your spending. I know I've had problems budgeting in the past, but I really think I can get a handle on it this year. Maybe you could just start with something smaller, like a rat. Rats are very smart. I don't want a rat, I want a dog. I always get a little anxious when I'm alone in the apartment and it will feel nice to feel like there's someone else there. That's fair. If you really think you can handle it, you're an adult and you can make your own choices. What do you think, Jeremiah? There's gold in them there hills. Sweet, sweet gold, I tells ya. Yeehaw! He makes a good point. I never even considered that. At least someone is on my side. Now grab a pen and follow me to the crick. Thank you, Jeremiah. Will Allie go through with getting a dog? Will Steve ever tell Emily the truth about her birth parents? Will Jeremiah get that gold he's been a pining for since his boyhood days and finally make it out west to find his fortune? Find out next time on Everyone is Normal, except one of them is a weird old prospector guy. I enjoy that the consensus from uh, Captain World coming in over the, the uh, time there is that Captain World is the worst. Uh, we, we are all in agreement there. Good work. I'll drink to that. And most other things. Now... I am sure that you have all been completely consumed with... Oh, oh. We're doing a thing. This is what's happening. <laughs>
This is what's happening. There's going to be a brief pause here while this happens. All right. Now, I'm sure you've all been completely consumed with worry over everyone's favorite royalty-free super team. And if I'm honest, so am I. So it is with particular enthusiasm that I would like to let you know that we have a new episode of Public Domain Adventure Team. This one's going to be coming to you absolutely live, which is very exciting. Um, so, uh, buckle in. It's going to be quite the experience. And in just a moment, we'll have all, the whole cast ready for you. So, hold on to your butts. As they say in the vernacular. All right. Here's the cast. We'll just be switching over in just a moment for Public Domain Adventure Team. Brief pause. Here we are. No. All right. That's right, friends. It's time for another sensational tale from the exciting world of expired intellectual property rights. Come join us for an exciting journey with Jane Eyre. Beowulf, Mr. Toad, and the Ghost of Christmas Past as they set out for another madcap excursion! I say, Jane, this may be the least civilized place you've ever brought us. I thought we were going to the future! As did I, Mr. Toad. Do keep in mind we are traveling by fictional means, so there is a great deal to be desired as regards to precision. Perhaps we is in the forest of a future of a forest. These trees have seen many seasons. You've struck it, Beowulf, old boy. Ghost! A ghost of Christmas past! No, I don't want to come out anymore. Come now, ghost. You can't hide for the rest of eternity. We're in a new adventure now. You can forget all that business from before. Besides, I've got an experiment for you. Oh, that does sound fun. Doesn't it just? Now, be a chum and fly into that tree over there. Uh, tell us how many Christmases it's squandered on being a tree that doesn't go to parties. That is a waste of time. Trees haven't got spirits and regrets, have they, ghost? Well... Have they? Oh. Oh, oh dear. Libraries and fireplaces get pretty crowded. Off you pop then, ghost. I'd wager that tree's seen its fair share of risque rendezvous into the bargain. Uh, there's an extra shilling in it for you if you can tell me about them. Here I go. What a very disturbing... Oh, now where's Beowulf? He was just here. I took my eyes off him for just a moment and he's wandered off. Bugger. Ghost of Christmas Past, if you can hear me, stay there. We're going to look for Master Beowulf. I suppose our incorporeal compatriot is unlikely to get hurt if left alone. Unlike a certain enthusiastic Norseman. Beowulf! Beowulf, I say. I say, Jane, have you seen this? Not now, Toad. But Jane, I'd swear it's paving stone. That's very nice, Mr. Toad. Beowulf! And between those trees, that is a 
building! We're saved! Fascinating, truly fascinating. Master Beowulf, we've got a monster that needs its arms ripped off! Him, do you suppose he wandered into those buildings? Oh my! Is this a nightmare? Is he lost in a forest and the city? Being a governess does things to a person, I see. Indeed. Let us make our way into these buildings. Perhaps there someone has seen him. Beowulf does tend to stand out. Actual word gasp! Jane, do you see what I see? That no one has been tending to these buildings. It's a motor car, Jane. Mr. Toad, what have we said about wandering away? Oh, never mind that, Jane. Some reprobate has stolen the tires from this poor motor car. I am unconvinced that this is a motor car, Mr. Toad. It is an unconventional design, to be sure. You get off that seat. It looks as though the whole thing is run by levers. It has got a lot of clocks and dials, hasn't it? It does seem as though the main lever is missing from just here. This is reminding me of something. Is it to do with our mission? You have been very quiet on that front ever since we arrived. While I am pleased for the respite, it does leave me wondering if another shoe is above my head, poised to drop at the slightest provocation. You're not helping, Mr. Toad. Very well, keep your secrets. You are dreadfully distracted. I say, have you a hairpin about you? <gasps> a hairpin? Are you suggesting I take my hair down? How very dare you? Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm sure you've got a spare or something. Ugh. All right, here you go. Cheers. This mission will be the death of us. I've no idea the name of the person we're looking for or what might be amiss with them or how, now how we've managed to lose Mr. Beowulf. And we left our ghost friend in the woods. And we left the ghost alone. I should be writing a strongly worded letter. You can be sure of that. In better news, I believe I've got this poor jalopy ready for a second life. And there is nothing to improve the mood like a running engine. If we can find the wheels, we could go for a drive to find Master Beowulf. I do not see how this machine could possibly be a vehicle. Is that so? We shall see. Moliere's frilly sleeves! What was that all about? What's happened to the buildings? Well, uh, they're back. That seems like a positive. But how? Those people are certainly in a hurry. Uh, excuse me. Run! Run for your life! Haven't you heard the news? Oh, what say you pretend we have not? Not to worry, you shan't upset us. We are professionals and we've heard everything. Martians are laying waste to the city! I will admit, that is a bit beyond my expectations. Say, Jane, uh, let's fire this thing back up and get out of here. We've no idea where this is. We could be halfway across the world. Well, that smoking ruin over there bears a striking resemblance to the Houses of Parliament. What's wrong with you two? Oh, I'm so sorry. Please go back to your fleeing. You've been an enormous help. Good evening. Your servant. <laughs> Mr. 
Toad, are you quite familiar with a quite famous radio broadcast when it panicked its listeners into thinking Martians were attacking? I feel as though people are generally more skeptical than that. As do I. So we must assume that there are actual Martians currently. <gasps> Baudelaire's nipples! Get us out of here! Start the machine! Start the machine! Why must it always be me who saves the day? When has it ever been you who saves the day? Oh, <clears throat> oh dear. There is a giant metal tripod walking towards us, Mr. Toad. Now would be a very good time to save the day. Uh, of course. I say, Jane, uh, have you another hairpin about you? I see you <gasps> misplaced the last. Oh, you, you have a uh, very... Uh, run, another? Run, they're coming! I suppose he's right. Come along, Toad, before we're all killed. I thought you'd never ask. Let's follow that man. Uh, I say, you up there. Oh, you followed me? Uh, yes, uh, do you mind? Of course. Look out! Quick, behind here! <sighs> that was awfully close. Uh, we prey animals are quite good at running away, you'll find. It's all a matter of where you keep your eyes. So, those are Martians, eh? Almost certainly. That's what the papers say, at any rate. What else do the papers say? Apparently, they're in vast spider-like machines, nearly a hundred feet high, capable of the speed of an express train and able to shoot a beam of intense heat. The report is quite accurate. Uh, what are we to do about it? Flee! I've collected all my money I have in the world, uh, some ten pounds, and I'm headed to Bristol. That's charming, uh, but we are heroes, you see. Uh, usually when we come to a place, uh, we are here to set things right. Uh, so we'll just put things back in order and be back with our friends in a jiff. Isn't that right, Jane? Of course. Good day, I am Jane Eyre. This is my compatriot, Mr. Toad. Of Toad Hall. <laughs> Kipling's fuckable tiger doll. That's getting very close. And you are? Uh, Orson. Very well, Orson. As we are without our usual monster killer, I will hereby deputize you as an honorary member of the team. Kindly pick up Master Toad to your shoulder. Uh, of course. Cheers. What happens now? Now we run again quite mm. fast, if you please. Mm. This way! <laughs> Turn right! <laughs> <sighs> Turn right again! Oh, duck behind that wall! On it! <sighs> this is uh, quite the sticky wicket, eh? Uh, not to worry, though, Orson, my boy. Uh, Jane and I have never failed on a mission yet, so far as I can tell. Why, we've fought monsters. Uh, we've been eaten by a whale. Uh, we once knocked down an entire house. Toad, this isn't our mission. We're meant to be helping a time traveler in a utopia somewhere. Whatever is happening here is meant to be happening. We need to get back to that machine and go back to where we were. Ah, I see. So you're not here to save me? Apologies for getting your hopes up, old chap. You see, we've got friends in danger back where we came from. We must go save them. 
Am I meant to die here then? Was with the telegram I sent my brother the last he will ever hear of me? I do apologize, but I believe our melodrama is more than sufficient without adding yours on. I, I mean, uh, very well then. If you decide to get back in your machine, the new good news is uh, we've managed to run in a big old circle. This is Waterloo Street. Your machine will be just around the corner there. I do wish we could take you with us. You've proven to have a good heart, Orson. We're forbidden to bring civilians on our missions as the laws of fiction will bring terrible pain down upon them. I say, Jane, if this isn't a mission, the usual rules wouldn't apply. Uh, perhaps we can take Master Orson with us. I suppose you may be right. What do you say, Orson? Would you like to come with us to a mysterious forest to meet a time traveler? Ah! I've never received a better offer in my life. Uh, let's get moving. <sighs> ah, perfect. Right where we left it. I haven't got a spare hairpin. Hairpin? Uh, to turn the main gear just there. I've got just the thing. A tuppence. Ooh. I'd quite forgotten they made coins in such small denominations. Very well, sir. And give it a turn. Now what? Well, uh, before I just spun those numbers there and uh, uh, pulled this lever here. Uh, do you suppose these numbers are coordinates? That does make a bit of sense. I'll just put them back the way they were. Uh, 802701. Dear me, that's a long way from 1818. Good year. What? 1818 was a good year. 1818 is this year. That's it. Time travel. The man we're saving was a time traveler. This machine must be how he travels. How could that detail have slipped past you? Just turn the numbers, Mr. Toad. 1919. 2020. Oh, why do you suppose the dial went red on that number? Perhaps it's on fire. Speaking of, my webs are burning. These knobs are exhausting. Mm, may I? Mm. And eight zero two seven zero one. Should oh. we help some more of these people? I suspect this is beyond our scope. Uh, very good. Just checking. <laughs> what about finding Master Beowulf before he inadvertently kills a time traveler? Uh, you'll be saving two people at once, then. I'm. Very, so happy to be safe with good company again. We shall see. Pull the lever. <laughs> Our friends have returned. Master Beowulf and, and ghost. ghost. And you've made a friend. This is Morlock. Oh, why are you both covered in slime? <laughs> I saves you, Lady Jane. Another evil man has come into this magic chair. Oh, no, no, Beowulf, no! I say, what? Put me down! Uh, just close your eyes, Jane. <laughs> oh. Shakespeare's knob! Beowulf, what? Why? You just... Tore that poor man in half. 
You has no idea what these eyes have seen. That was pretty messed up. Let's get out of here. And the time traveler we were supposed to have saved? Screw that guy. He can have his time machine. Let's just go. I will sing you the epic tale as we travels. Five more love. I hope your next Christmas is less of a shit show. What a strange adventure indeed. What happened to Beowulf and Ghost while Jane and Toad were gone? Will it justify that violent ending? Only the legal department knows for sure. Adventure ho! What a superlative show. I hope I hope everyone had a great time with that. I know I certainly did, even though I was in no way involved. Uh, uh, all that being said, it's time for our next little piece, and uh, I, I think you're all very ex- I think you should be very excited to see it. Uh, and it begs the question, what's the weirdest thing that you've ever confessed at a bar? I once told a bartender, and this is a true story, I once told a bartender the entire plot of The Wind in the Willows the entire plot of the wind in the willows and why was it because of the uh, the great success of public domain adventure team no this was in 1982 Regardless, I'm sure some of you have also had strange experiences in bars, and so uh, this should be very familiar to you. Please enjoy bar stool confessional Hey there, my name is Sal the bartender. And welcome to Barstool Confessions, the only podcast that features real conversations with real bargoers about real life. And also, they don't know I'm recording them. Tune in each week to hear new stories of grief, joy, and other possible emotions. Here's a clip. So, what brings you into my bar today, friend? Just grabbing a drink after work. Ah, rough day on the grind? No, not really. Overworked? Underappreciated? Nope, everything's going pretty well. I can't complain. I'm sure you could if you tried. Uh, Come on, you gotta give me something. I bet your boss is an asshole, right? Why are you... Is that a tape recorder? No. Each week I try to initiate a true, honest, incredibly leading conversation with some of the folks that sit down at my bar. And maybe one day, they'll actually talk to me. Anyway, here's another clip. I know that look. Marital troubles, am I right? Uh, no. I'm not married. Broken heart? Here to drink the blues away? I can relate. I'm actually meeting a friend here. Oh, this is a date then? No, just catching up. Trying to, uh, rekindle a burned bridge? So, burn the bridge more. (laughs) This guy. Hey, Joe. Oh, hey, Alex. Another person has sat down next to the other person. Could it be the prodigal friend returns for the first time? What's the deal with the bartender? I don't know. I think he's, like, recording me. No, I'm not. Life-changing stories for real people, by real people, and for real people. Did you say you want another clip? I would not know. I cannot hear you through your device. Yet... Hey there, pal. How's it going today? Not too shabby. You sure? You seem a little down. 
I think I'm okay. Must be rough being a bartender. It's got its moments. I can only imagine. Want to talk about it? Eh, not really. Come on. I'm sure there's something you could complain about. Well, actually, if we're being honest, I... Hey, wait a minute, I know what you're doing. And that was just another clip from my podcast, Bantering with Bartenders. Get the hell out of here. And that was just another clip from my podcast, Barstool Confessions. So, join me every week to hear new tales of people who really don't want to talk to me. Also, if you enjoy the show, consider supporting me on GoFundMe, as I am currently wrapped up in a lawsuit. Speaking of which, I should probably pay attention. Uh, Hold on, the judge is going to say something. In regards to the case of Sal Mahoney, I sentence you to 12 months in the Pennsylvania Penitentiary, as well as a $500 fine for the illegal recording and distribution of audio recorded in your bar and released online without the knowledge of the people involved. Well, friends, this is the final episode of Barstool Confessions. Please stay subscribed to hear my new podcast, Confession Confessions, where I'll be going deep undercover to record the true secrets of the people detained at the Pen Pen. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, and as I always say, please speak up. The microphone on this illegal tape recorder is very weak. And someone please take away his tape recorder. Shouldn't have said that last part out loud. Alrighty, see you next year. Get him out of here. Ah, who hasn't been there? Most of us. Most of us have not been there. All that being said, friends, we've come to intermission, and I hope that you uh, have enjoyed this first half. We've put a lot of effort into this show this month, and we are thrilled to be back at it for another season. As we head into the intermission, we want to thank all of you for being our Patreons, our supporters, our backers, and for being people out in the world who are, uh, you know, still being nice to one another. It's, it's special and important, and I'm glad you're doing it. If you're one of our uh, essential workers, a special thanks to you. You make the world go round, and you're more important now than you've ever been before. And hopefully soon, everyone will recognize that. Now, uh, we got serious there for a second again, so... Now, enjoy your intermission! Thank you for joining us here at Starlight Radio Dreams. We hope you enjoyed your time. If you'd like to keep dreaming, you're in luck. For the safety of our cast and community, our next show will be a live stream on Friday, September 25th. You can experience the full show, as well as a bunch of other great perks by pledging on Patreon. Find more information on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as our website, starlightradiodreams.com. Until next time, Pod Squad, keep laughing and keep dreaming.